The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. Okay, so the big question with the Browns, obviously, is Deshaun Watson. Yep, you traded everything to get him. <laughs> Last year did not go well, but then what do you want? It was what he showed up in December, yeah. something like that. So what what are you expecting this year? What do you think he's going to do this year now that he has a full offseason under his belt and a full season to go? Yeah, so we got a couple things going on. First of all, um, he's got a little bit of competition for his job. I know his job is safe. He's getting paid boatloads of money. But Dorian Thompson Robinson is working his way up the depth chart. We are starting him against the Eagles, and he will be number two on the depth chart when the season starts. Deshaun better hope he doesn't get hurt because this kid's going to come in and he's going to want to play. I know he's a rookie, um, but he has got one of the highest football IQs of any of the football players I've ever spoken to. I had a chance to talk to him at the Combine. And he is amazing. I'm not saying he can beat him for the starting job. That job is Deshaun's. You don't pay someone what we're paying Deshaun. But if he gets hurt and someone has to come in, you know how our fans are. We will be screaming and yelling. I know y'all have had some fans screaming about quarterbacks on the bench and wanting changes too, right? Um, But the biggest thing is just his accuracy. He was throwing a lot of footballs out of reach and at the knees of his receivers last year. And he just didn't have enough time to build that rapport with them and to have his you know I call it his Woody. Joe Burrow's got his Jamar Chase I think Amari Cooper is going to be that for him I think Elijah Moore um, has an opportunity to be a, a number one wide receiver and I think the two of them are working really well together as well um, his rust last year took a long time to come off it wasn't just the weeks that he was suspended it was the two nearly three years since he had played in a game everyone's like oh it's only been a couple years and I'm like but not like in August to August, like January is when he quit oh, playing. No. It was a very huge amount of time months since he'd been on the field before he even came to camp. And then he missed all those weeks. So it's taken him a while, but he's got a year now in the system. He's been watching film. He's been working with the coordinators. It's nice that we've got the same head coach for going on year four. It's nice to have a little bit of consistency. I know y'all have had what three head coaches in my lifetime. And I'm knocking on 60. So I I had three in, in one season. So, you know, it's, 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 it, we've got consistency going for it. So they've had time to work with him, work with the playbook and the coordinators are working for him. And I think as, as odd as this may sound to some people, the addition of Jim Schwartz as our defensive coordinator and some of the moves that we've done on defense are actually going to help Deshaun. We're going to get the ball back quicker. He's going to have better field position. He's not always going to be coming out of his own end zone or coming in from, you know, from 20 or worse to start drive. So I think if we can get him better field position, that will absolutely help his game. Jim Schwartz, highly respected. Yeah, that was a that was a very good move uh, getting him that he's he should help the defense uh, at quarterback. There's also Kellen Mond and um, and Joshua Dobbs. Do you think? Do you think Dorian Thompson, uh, uh, Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson, might be um, the the number two quarterback? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I think Kellen Mond is going to be released if he hasn't been released already this week. We're going to go into the season with three. Everyone just assumes Josh Dobbs is number two, but you watch this week. You watch what DTR does on the field. I saw him 
um, at the Hall of Fame game talking to Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. I couldn't wait to watch this week's episode of Hard Knocks so I could hear what they said. I just saw them over there talking to each other. Apparently, they know each other. So yeah, like how do they know how? each other? That's what I was thinking. I have yeah. no idea. I have talked to a couple of people, and I can't get anyone to tell me how they know each other. I was thinking maybe they maybe they have the same agent or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, it could be a California thing from, you know, DTR went to UCLA, and I think Aaron went to school out there somewhere. So I, I don't know. He's a weird, dramatic hippie dude. So who knows, who knows what's going on with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just think his... His, his mental ability, his progressions already this, you know, in two parts of preseason games, I can see him going through progressions. He blocks like a maniac. If I could give him any advice at all, it would be, dude, you're a quarterback. You need to be careful with the blocking because you're going to get yourself hurt before you get out of your rookie contract and make the big money. So, but he's just, he's very smart. Like I said, he runs through his progressions and he does it quick, gets rid of the ball quick. If I could see him running the offense with Nick Chubb actually in the game at running back, it might be something pretty to watch. I know we have Deshaun. Yeah. Hopefully I can get Deshaun from early in his career, Deshaun. You, you got to give it up for the Texans. They turned that trade into a win. They did some amazing things in the draft last year as a result of that trade. And they are going to be a team to watch in that division. going to give the Jags a run for their money. But I think our defense with Jim Schwartz, to circle all the way back to where this question started, <laughs> is going to be vastly improved. And I absolutely believe watch the watch the game this week against the Eagles. You're going to see DTR starting and he's going to be number two on our depth chart. I, uh, I did watch that uh, hall of fame game and, you know, it, you know, once you get to the third, fourth quarter, it's like, Oh God, what are, you know, these are, these are people that are be, you know, yep. bagging groceries in, in, in a few weeks, yes. but, but DTR, he looked amazing. Now, have you seen Trey Lance? That dude's been in the system for what three years now, and he looks like he's never he's never set foot on the planet Earth. He actually looked pretty good this week. Was the first time I thought he looked like he knew what he's doing. His growth <laughs> period has taken way too long, yeah. way too long, yeah. which is why he got benched last year. And we'll see, you know, where he ends up this year. But you don't have that kind of time when you're drafted as high as some of these guys were drafted. I'm not saying you should be, you know, a starter week one, but if you've been in that system for three years, you should have a much better idea of what's going on. And it's, yeah, I'm starting to finally see it with him, but it's taken too long. And I don't know if that was just, you know, a couple of good series is, and that's all he's got in him. Maybe over the course of a game, it's different. I also like to remind people, this is preseason. The defenses aren't necessarily game planning for the offense. They're game planning for, I want to run this scheme. I want to do this set. I want to put these guys in and see what they can do. And so they're not measuring success by pressuring the quarterback or doing the things that you would see in a game. So the fact that Trey Lance and some of these other guys or even DTR are looking good in the preseason doesn't mean they would look that good against an actual number one defense that is scheming to come after them. Right. Right. Uh, we hear that the offense is going to be different. It's going to be tailored around Deshaun Watson before it seemed like it was all run based all around Nick Chubb. Um, so what does that mean? Does that mean that that Nick Chubb is, you know, de-emphasized or I mean, he, he still has to have a big no. part of the offense, right? Yeah, we're still going to run the ball. Not as much as we did. And I didn't think we ran it enough. 
So you had two things going on. You had Kareem Hunt, so you had a viable backup. You didn't have to run Nick Chubb 30 times a game. You could run him 18 to 20 and put another running back in there that was just as effective. But a lot of the value we had gotten from Nick Chubb was because we didn't have really good quarterback play. And I might really like Baker Mayfield, and I might think he has a lot of talent. He's too short to play quarterback in the NFL, and I will plant my flag in that hill and die on it. That is not a problem we have with Deshaun. He can see over the offensive line. He can throw the ball. You don't need, you need some balance, especially in the AFC North, right? We're going to get to October, November, and there's going to be wind and rain and snow and slush and weather, and you have to be able to run the ball effectively, but you don't have to rely on your running back in, in September and early October if you've got a really good quarterback. You need balance, but you don't have to be heavy run if you've got talent at the quarterback position, if you've got wide receivers who can catch a ball, thank you, God, that Mr. Schwartz is gone because may the Schwartz be with you, couldn't catch a ball to save his life. I don't know what he's got speed, but you got speed after catch only counts if you got a catch. Yeah. <laughs> catch. It's at yards after catch. You got to catch. He's gone. He couldn't catch. I got guys now that can catch. So I think Nick is still a threat. I think defenses are still going to have to account for him. But he, if Deshaun plays the way he should and the way he's capable of and the way we've seen in the past, defensive have more to worry about than just Nick Chubb, which should help open up my offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned that Amari Cooper is going to be kind of like the, the security blanket, but yep. getting Elijah Moore, people, people aren't talking about that enough. That is a huge get. He could be a potential superstar. He absolutely could. It just depends on how he and Deshaun work together, right? And we've seen it with a lot of quarterbacks over the years. You have the quarterback-receiver combos. Some of them have two. Tom Brady could throw to anybody who was out there to catch. Peyton Manning liked, you know, his Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Um, I can see Deshaun being like that, going between Elijah and Amari. They're going to have to double-team somebody. And I think early on, they're going to double team Amari because he's more of a known quantity. And then as Elijah comes on, they're going to be like, oh, crap, now we got to double team him. We got to put Darrell Revis on him. We got to put our number one corner on him. And that's going to free up Amari. So I think they're going to complement each other's games. And it's one of those things where people like to look at yardage to see how well a wide receiver is doing. I watch the game. I look to see how many people they're putting on him. If Moore gets zero yards because he has two guys on him all day, but Amari Cooper's got 130 yards, that's a win for me, right? It's a right. it's a, a threat, and and we've seen other teams be successful at that, and I think that's going to be – I like that they're keeping it quiet, but I think defensive coordinators are smart enough to know that he's a threat, and they're going to be keeping an eye on him even if the fans are sleeping on him. Yep. Uh, on to the defense. Um uh... How how is that looking? Getting Zadarius Smith is huge. Boy, that's that's another big get uh that people aren't talking enough about. How is the defense looking? So it's it's looking good in the middle with you know with Zadarius Smith, with um JOK, Jerem, I gotta stop and think about it. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just J OK. Um, Anthony Walker Jr. at middle linebacker, Sioni Takitaki. We've got a bunch of guys coming back. I'm more worried about my secondary. Have been for a while. Denzel Ward, love him. Love my Buckeyes. He can't stay healthy. Um, Grant Delpit at safety is nice. But again, I've had some injury issues with him off and on. So I'm, I'm, I think we're, we've worked a lot with what Jim Schwartz wants to do. 
We've worked a lot in the offseason on shoring up that defensive line and our run defense. Our pass defense scares me because, like I said, I I don't love my secondary and I have concerns. So where do you see the Browns? How many how many wins do you see the Browns getting this season? So I'd like them to get back to 500. I'd like nine. Um, our division is one that I think could end up being hotly contested because, you know, the Bengals are who everyone's going to pick just because it's been who they're going to pick. But people don't look at what the Ravens did last year and how close they came to winning the division. You guys are always there. We're going to be there this year. I think we're going to be a lot better than last year. I think this will be the first year we don't have like a three, four, five win team in our division. I think everyone's going to be up in that nine and seven, 10 and six range. You'll have a couple teams with 12, but I mean, I think we are not going to be the garbage division. We have, we've there have been a lot of years that we have been called the garbage division, and there were a couple divisions last year where there wasn't a single team at five hundred. Yeah, and I think yeah. they're going to be just as bad this year. It's not going to be ours. It's going to be about who can stay healthy and who can get through the regular season that way. Because injuries are the biggest. These teams all have talent now. They've all got legit quarterbacks, all four of them, and. It's really just going to be about injuries. Apparently, Lamar and the Ravens have made peace, and I thought they were going to break up, but apparently, you know, there was flowers and candy and a romantic dinner and a bathtub full of, you know, candles, and they're all they're all happy together now. I'm not sure what y'all are doing. I, th- I feel like your quarterback position is still kind of up in the air. That's that's the thing. It's like we don't know what we got. We you know we still don't know. It's like oh he could be he could be good. He could be you know, average, he could be, he could be terrible. And that's like the, the entire team is going to go by how can he pick it goes. So that's, that's it. Yeah. So you guys um, I mean, have one of the advantages that very few, I would probably, if I had to count, I would probably pick five teams in the NFL whose head coach can drag them to 10 wins on, on coaching decisions alone. And I know people are like, Oh, the coach doesn't really matter. Dude, what Mike Tomlin does with your team in some of the last couple of years where I thought you guys were headed for the basement and you had nothing and then you're winning games. And I'm like, I love Mike Tomlin. I wish I had Mike Tomlin. <laughs> he is he is absolutely Hall of Fame quality coach. And he is, y'all are lucky to have him. And like I said, I can think of maybe, maybe five in the entire NFL that can do with the amount of talent that he's had, what he's done with it. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. You can't, I can't count you out. Even yeah. when I think Ben Roethlisberger retires and like they're on the downswing, their team's getting old. They got nothing. Y'all still come up with 10 wins. And I'm like, I can't, I can't get a break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Mike Tomlin literally dragged them to nine wins last yes. year. So, so we'll see. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the entire division is going to be strong. I think they're mm-hmm. all going to beat each other up. I think every team is yes. going to be one and one against each other. And then we'll see how it is against the, the you know, the, the, the other divisions and the other teams and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I don't, th- I, I, yeah, the Ravens are always good. Yeah, I think yep. the Browns are going to be strong. The, the I look forward to the strong. season. It's boring to watch my team get beat 35 to nothing. It's boring right. to watch the Bengals lose 28 to nothing. Like I like the competitive games. If we're, if we're going to lose to y'all, or Baltimore or Cincinnati, I at least want to be in it. I want it to be a dogfight. I don't want it to be, you know, versions of what I saw last year where I have a 14-point lead with two minutes left, and I still find a way to lose a game. Like those, I don't want to lose them because we did something stupid. I want to lose them because we got outplayed. And this is one of those divisions where 
I think the rivalries have moved all around and they shift. Um, I think there's more going on now between Cincinnati and Baltimore than ever. And our rivalry died years ago when we started sucking. But maybe if Deshaun actually wins us some games and we're better, maybe we can get more of that rivalry feeling back because I miss that. Yeah, it, it seems like for the Steelers, the most intense rivalry has been with the Ravens, but the Browns are always there. We've never, I think like growing up, it was always the Browns were like the hated enemy. So yeah, there's always that, there's always that hate there. And it's always so good when you're playing meaningful games and both teams right. are good. And yeah. oh, it's so it's good. Like, I, I talked to 20 year olds and they're like, you know, 20 year olds from Pittsburgh and they're like, the Browns are pathetic. Why, why is it a rivalry? Right. I'm like, but you don't remember. You're so young. You don't remember the old days, you know? Oh so, man. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, I remember awesome. as a Pittsburgh kid. Sucks. Um, oh, I can I'm, say I'm... Pittsburgh sucked. My parents <laughs> were from there. So while I was raised in a Pittsburgh household, my dad, I moved to Cleveland when I was nine. And my dad said I had to be a Browns fan because this was going to be my hometown. I wasn't raised in Pittsburgh. So I, I grew up listening to Yinzer accent and I managed to avoid having one of my own. And and now here you know I am what? a Browns fan. <laughs> I got there are certain pittsburgh people that just hate the idea of the city of cleveland i don't i've been to cleveland many times it's a lovely city it's a very nice place to go. i've been to pittsburgh a number of times for baseball games and football games and while i don't love the stadium because it's just it's all that black and when you're walking around trying to find your seats there aren't like signs right in front of you with the rows you got to like look to the side yeah and then yeah. you're stopping and then people are running you over right but the city itself is very similar to cleveland there's all kinds yep. of fun shopping and food and there are like festivals and stuff so i actually like visiting there and y'all have in pennsylvania some very nice spirit distilleries if you're fans of whiskey and bourbon penelope bourbon is one of the best on the market and it's distilled in pennsylvania it took us forever for them to even distribute it to ohio i had to have sources bring me some in so i could get a hold of it so if you like bourbon go find penelope's on the shelf it's delicious well you got all those uh wineries up near cleveland right we do we do. We got a lot of wineries up near the lake because you get that nice weather, that weird um, moisture coming in off the lake. It goes by us and then it dumps on the east side towards, you know, the eastern set of Ohio and then into onto Buffalo. And we're just below where that lake effect hits. So we get pretty good weather for growing all kinds of things, but most especially grapes. So we do have quite a bit of a, a wine country up here around uh, Marblehead, Kelly's Island, put in Bay areas. Um, I was just in uh, Geneva on the lake and they're just just one yeah. after another and one winery right next. Like they're all next to each other. We're right? actually I've, I've got a group. We're actually going there in October. We're going to stay at an Airbnb that's called Wine Down on Vine. Yeah. And it's a it's this big, huge house that'll sleep eight. There are six of us going and we're going to just spend the week checking out the wine scene and seeing what it's like. You could. Yeah. You could just go from one winery to another and, and have, have a great time. They're so they're so close to each other. <laughs> uh, so how, how can people uh, find you and, and follow you and uh, follow your work? So I'm on Twitter at Cleveland Kate, C-L-V-L-N-D-K, the number eight. Um I write for Our Turf Football. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. We have a podcast on Tuesday nights. So if you just search Our Turf Football, you'll be able to find us. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Hey, it's it's been like almost three years since you've been yeah. on. So wait, wait too now. long. So. We should do a mid-season check-in. Just see oh, if, definitely. if Elijah Moore's panning out and if Deshaun's still starting and 
see how we're both doing in if our division is actually as hotly contested as I think it might be this year. We're going to be, if, if we do that, we're going to be like, ha, told you about DTR. We told you before <laughs> anybody else. He's a superstar now, I, but we knew it before then. I am. I am. It's one of my, my superpowers as a female is that I told you so. I got a list of them. <laughs> and if you know I say what? something that's wrong, it never happened. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no video proof anything. Uh, my superpower as a, as a married guy is saying, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. You're absolutely right. Yes, Good. dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> Those are the two words that will save any man. Out of any right. trouble. Yes, dear. Hey, thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. We'll see you. Bye.